Professional Wrestling 2022. Who were some of those wrestlers, both men and women? Who were some of those tag teams? What were some of those matches that just really resonated with you, really stuck out to you? Like most people, uh, like most wrestling fans, I've thought about this, and I wanted to do a whole podcast on this. So I included my friend Des Lorraine to help host, co-host, Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast. So without further ado, the best of pro wrestling 2022 of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast with myself, Johnny Cadillac, and Des Lorraine. Enjoy, everyone. It's time! Are you ready? Let's go! And welcome to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Johnny Cadillac. And guys, I'm really excited for today's episode. You know, I one thing I've always liked about just being a wrestling fan and everything over the year when we get to, like, year-end anythings is the, uh, the best of shows that they do and just reliving so many memories. So I wanted to do that for today. And I, I was like, okay, who would be a great guest for me to have on to kind of help... Because I didn't want to just do this one on my own. I, I have had success with different episodes of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk where it has been solo. But I felt like something like this, doing best of and having some lists, needs to be a collaborative effort. So I thought, who would be the best person to have on for this kind of episode? And uh, a lot of you may know, but on Facebook Live, I have the opportunity and the pleasure of being a co-host for a Facebook Live podcast called The Cold Start, where we review WWE and occasional NXT pay-per-views. And so I thought, who better to have joining me as as kind of a co-host, I guess, in today's episode of a Best of Pro Wrestling 2022, a Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast, than my friend and co-host of The Cold Start, Des Lorraine. Des, how are you doing today, my friend? Oh, man, I'm doing great, Johnny. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, I'm really glad that Taryn said no. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, I uh, appreciate it, man. I appreciate the nod. Like you said, Cold Start is something we've been doing now sort of uh, off and on for a while. And it's really fun to talk to you about this kind of stuff. So when you asked me to do a little bit of homework, I uh, I said, yeah, sure. And then actually, as I got into it, I thought this is really neat. And it made me think back about the year and how much I've enjoyed 2022 in pro wrestling. So this is good stuff. Yeah, thank you. And honestly, I... When the, the moment I had this idea, which honestly, this is something we've only been talking about for what, like two days now or something, not very long. But when I had the idea, I said, oh, this is great. And I had so many ideas circulating through my head. And then when it came, because I gave you an uh, idea uh, to have these different lists, right? And then mm. when it came down to actually putting them together, I struggled more than I thought I would for a variety of reasons. So I don't know um, how... You you said you uh you had fun kind of reliving your your thoughts as a wrestling fan in 2022. Um, before we actually get to these lists themselves, did you have any trouble putting these together? Honestly, I think the uh, the toughest part I had was the matches. Um, sort of going back and thinking about you know what was I looking for in a good match of the year or a contender for match of the year. Um, you know, like what uh, what really got me going. 
throughout the calendar year. And, uh, you know, because I have such a spotty short-term memory, you know, on a fact of uh, all my vices, um, I wasn't even remembering, you know, what exactly it was. So I had to kind of look back through the calendar and look back at pay-per-views on WWE, NXT, and AEW and sort of say, oh, yeah, that, that match, right? And I watched a couple YouTube clips. So uh, the matches were the tough one. The wrestlers were pretty easy. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, and I think let's get right to it because I'm sure throughout this the course of this episode, we're going to lose track of what we're talking about. We're going to go on rabbit trails. And I told you for this, it's all the encouraged. So let's have some fun more than anything. Let's relive some memorable moments, matches, wrestlers of 2022. And let, like Here's I said, you. let's have a good time doing so, shall we? Yeah. Uh, so actually, one of the lists that actually ended up being a little more of a challenge for me just because I forgot some of my basic thoughts and then I was like, oh, there's this one there. That. So it took me a little long. It wasn't my hardest list. But let's start off right off the off the bat with tag teams of 2022. Um, so for those of you watching or listening to this podcast, what Des and I did, for we did tag teams, superstars, both male and female, men and women, um, and then tag teams, generally speaking, is we came up with a top five list of each of them. And then later we'll on... We'll start with five, right? We'll yeah. start with the worst and go up to number one? Yes, please. Yeah, let's not start with the best. Yeah. And... uh um, the whole conversation's like, who cares after that? Yeah. <laughs> so this is our number one, and here's our next four, and we're going to tell you why they're great, but not as great as number one. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to bury the lead here. Yeah, but... So yeah, we uh we have tag teams, women, men, and then we later on we'll do a match of the year for and I think you mentioned this already for both AEW and WWE. Um I didn't really want to in this case put them against each other, so I just wanted to give them each their own match of the year and then maybe an honorable mention match. Um and I mean you have an honorable mention match written down too as well, correct? Uh yes, I do. Do right. I? I do. Okay, yes, I well, do. we will get to that at a later point. But I feel let's start with the tag teams. Um, I will go ahead and let's let's let you start uh, this list. What? Who is your number five tag team of 2022? So number five for me was sort of a tie. So it's sort of a tie between um, the Iconics and Orton and Riddle. I feel like both of these teams have done enough for me that they're in my list, but they're not at the top of my list, right? I couldn't place them up higher. Okay. Um, Iconics, obviously, I've been a fan for a very long time, um, and I just thought it was really cool how, just like other people on my list that I'm going to talk about here on the program, they sort of broke away from the WWE, made their own thing happen, and found success in their own paths. So that's I thought that was very cool um, about the Iconics, which made me think about them into 2022 and probably into next year because I follow them on social media, which I'm going to bring up with other people on these lists. Um, and Orton and Riddle are also there tied for number five because I think they had a really good good cop, bad cop mixed um, sort of, uh, what do you call like the odd coupling uh, pairing where it was sort of like, you know, obviously the bro stoner and Riddle and then the mature, quieter stoner in Orton. Um, so you sort of saw these two characters melding together and I thought they really had a lot going on. Um, so I thought they were my top five. They were number five in my okay. list. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm interested you, to see your, uh... see where like some of our lists will show like the same names, but maybe at a different spot. Um, yeah, for sure. And I, I like. I will be honest. I do not have any women tag teams written down. Um, 
Just to, I honestly didn't. I didn't either until two minutes ago when uh, I thought about the Iconics. Okay, so or the influence I think they were in uh, Impact Wrestling. Um, there you go. But yeah, and I mean, shout out to them. They were a great tag team, and I really I love the fact that you put them on your list, to be honest. Um, so number five. Can I mean, four other women's tag teams? Probably not. <laughs> exactly. I mean, damage control, but there we go. Yeah. Uh, number five for me is I put the Street Profits up. Uh, I feel okay. like okay. ultimately the Street Profits, they've always been around. They always, they, they remain relevant in 2022. Um, yeah. So have Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy is not on my list. But uh, the Street Profits I have there, uh, there wasn't really anything that stuck out to me over the top. But I felt like I couldn't have a top five list where, uh, yes, your solo cup. Shout out to the my Street Profits. My signed solo cup by Street Profits. Oh, right? even better. It's signed. All right. And, uh, but we, uh, no, I felt like they, that they needed to be on my list. So I felt they were the perfect spot for the number five spot on my list. So shout out to the okay. Street Profits for me. There you go. All right. Number four. A lot four. of teams out there. So to make the top five is really huge. Honestly, yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. All right, Des, go ahead with number cool. four. All right, so number four for me here, rolling in in the next spot for me, I have Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, okay? This is my top four seed right here because not only has this been one of my favorite tag teams since they formed, like, you know, in the beginning, but they had a huge story going on in 2022. I think there was a lot of emotion there for me, really captivated me, made me think about how I wanted Luchasaurus to be as a bad guy and Jungle Man has just grown so much. Oh, absolutely. Jack Perry is so good now, and his pairing off now with Hook because of all this. There's just so many layers happening here. Uh, the whole Christian thing, I, I hope they start downplaying him. You know, like, yes, he was the crux of all the split, but he doesn't have to be so physical into it. The two of them, I think Jungle Boy is going to come back here. Um, well, obviously now with Hook, I see him coming at Luchasaurus and Christian. Um, but honestly, just the story they told that very long awaited, as long as they've been together, you knew Luchasaurus was going to be the one to turn and it happened. So there we go. Jungle boy, Luchasaurus, my choice for number four. That So I, I thought about Jurassic Express and uh, to me, they didn't end up sticking out as much. I think mostly because they, they broke up and I couldn't, I guess the split wasn't as long ago as I thought it, it was because they were still great as a tag team, as you mentioned before the split. And, uh, but even the fact that they broke up and their story was so good apart after the yeah. split. Oh, absolutely. Brings them as one of my. That's why they're in that list for me. I mean, you have you have a wrestling background, and we've talked about this on the cold start. Uh, but so much of wrestling, whether it be matches or even you know, is telling a story. Like people are invested in the storyline, and then in the match itself, the story of the match. But in this case, it. There's quite the story there that they are a great number four choice for you. So props to you on that. Yeah, um, thanks. Well, I mean, that's it, right? Like pro wrestling is more than just the moves. Like you look at somebody like Serena Deeb, who's very, very talented in the ring, but I think she's got the charisma of like, you know, a bland rock, broccoli salad. So I don't, I'm not into that, right? So you yeah. can be very technically proficient, but you couldn't have much appeal. So Jungle Boy Luchasaurus win it because they got the appeal and the match, you know, the, the wrestling uh prowess so who's your number four buddy so uh, absolutely all right well i had another question but you know that's okay actually no i'll go, okay, ahead. No, go ahead no yeah. it's not rushing like, so so you rolling. mentioned jungle boy and hook like obviously not a, a tag team of 2022 to be in the top five they, they just formed right but yeah, i mean they formed based on the 
rivalry with uh oh gosh what is his name the manager with big bill i i hate the name big bill like okay i get it he was big Cass, and i was like but then like w morrissey is i got used to that and then as soon as i'm used to it they're like we're calling him big bill now i can't get used to w morrissey and i'm glad when he got to AEW, they were like hey can we not call you w morrissey like that's pretty (laughs) god awful like can we just not do it yeah uh yeah, but uh, that that whole faction, and then of course the attack, because you know Lee Moriarty yeah. or something, or was involved, and and so it was it was random to me because I'm like, okay, well this takes jun- I was ready for the Jungle Boy Luchasaurus rivalry to be done, and then okay, Jungle Boy and Hook, there's definitely a, a fan appeal to that. So yeah, I'm assuming you would think going into 2023 they do this program with that team, but then that kind of circles back to like maybe after Christian is cleared to do something with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage then? Well, I think so. I think what we're going to see is we're going to see them have a bit of success here as a team or maybe even just having each other's back, whether they not, they're not they not just straight up being a tag team maybe, right? Um, maybe they're a tag team once in a match and then they just sort of watch each other's backs and stuff. And then I think we're going to see Luchasaurus, Christian come back into the picture and Hook is going to be there to stand up for him and that's going to maybe give them something into the summer. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So number four for me, is RK Bro, and uh, okay. I think you had them okay. as tied for number five. I, yeah. I, uh, I almost forgot because Randy Orton's been out for so long now, so I, I almost based them. But you know, the early part of 2022, it was it was a fixture on Raw for sure, and yeah. it was so inter- like I have never been more entertained by Randy Orton I think ever than than this program with Riddle, and then he's admittedly said on numerous occasions. That he's had what like a twenty two year career or something like that, and that this was yeah. the most fun he's ever had in his in his long yeah. illustrious career, big words, and um, and you could tell you could tell like they were having a blast. You know when it started with Orton's like, oh I don't know, but I'll go ahead and RKO you. But and then you could see him fighting that smile. He didn't want to smile, and yeah. uh, and and then it resonated. And oh man, they're. They had that match at WrestleMania, those uh, the triple threat with the Street Profits and Alpha Academy, and I really enjoyed it. But then it was right before then when they won the titles. I think it was them and uh, Alpha Academy, and then Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. I completely forgot about that triple threat match on Raw until literally just now, and I was <laughs> I was blown away by that match. I was like, this should be a pay per view match. It was so good, and uh, and then I. I felt bad because, I mean, they still made the most of what they could at WrestleMania, but they followed that WrestleMania match. They, they had to follow that Raw match with the WrestleMania match. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was just so much fun. And it's unfortunate that Orton got hurt and had to be sidelined when he did and that the injury is lasting longer than they anticipated. Because I'm curious how it would have been if Orton stayed around. I think they would have stuck together. I know initially mm-hmm. we were always thinking they were going to split. But then you see how much yeah, fun well, they're you having. were waiting for the split, right? Exactly. That was the thing about them. And then you were waiting for the split. Then Orton gets hurt, and so you know now Matt Riddle's doing everything on his own and doing the RKO yeah. constantly. But then you see him, you know, teaming with Elias recently and just interacting with others. But then again, at the same time, we don't know if if there's any sort of timetable of an Orton return as it is. Well, um, even what I'm hearing about Orton, right, is that he's saying that this could be it, right? Yeah, so I've, I've heard that report re- too. Time to rehab and things. This might that might have just been. Unfortunately, and that would be really shitty because, I mean, Orton's done so much. I'm not a big Orton fan by any stretch of the, the imagination. Sure. I think he's actually, you know, Randy Orton, if anything. Um, I find him very plain. But, uh, no, like, 
I don't wish I wasn't going to sign upon anybody. You know, whether you had a two year career, uh, you know, in the third year like myself, or if you're in the twenty second career like the uh, twenty second year like him. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's go to number three then, Des. Who do you have number three? Boom. Them boys. I'm going with the Briscoes for my number three pick for tag team. Okay, look, the Briscoes have had a few matches, only like three yeah. matches here in 2022. Okay, but they were bangers. Okay, for them to go 0 and 2 for a team like them that are so revered, for them to be able to put other teams over and still put on consistent bangers and be as entertaining as they are, I think they were an easy pick for me. They've always been some of my favorite wrestlers. Love those guys, man. Love those guys. So fun. So much fun. So Briscoes were an easy choice for me, especially after just winning back the ROH Tag Team Championships in that double tag team collar ma- dog, dog collar match. Man, they they were honestly... Let me tell you something. I think by me choosing them as number three, that's given away my number one pick or my number two pick. But I will say the Briscoes... It was so tight. It was tight between my my one, two, and three. Okay, fair enough. Um, and I I don't have the Briscoes on my list. I definitely thought about them because I've always been a fan wow. of the Briscoes. Um, wow, I want to know who you picked then. Okay. And I will let you know that they had more than two matches. Like number one, there's always the Indies, but number two, they were in um, Impact for a while in 2022, and yeah. did work in Impact. So I I don't think they had a lot of matches there, but they did enough to continue to be relevant throughout. My only go. frustration is I haven't seen the dog collar match yet. I, I've heard everything as so good. I just haven't seen it, and I want to so bad. I just haven't yeah. been able to yet. So, have, Were yeah. you able to watch the dog collar match? Myself? Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought you were looking at maybe like producer or something. Oh, like producer no. Jim over there. No. no, no, no. Of course I saw a dog collar match. We watched that one, and it looked it was awful. It was amazing. It was brutal. It was just great. It was everything and everything we needed it to be. Oh, I'm excited to watch it when I am able to. So, the, number yeah, like almost as soon as we're done this, maybe just go watch it right away. Here, I think you know? so. Just in the car home. Yeah, just go, I think like, so. Just stop by, stop by somewhere with like drive through and just sit there in the parking lot, bro. I wouldn't even... <laughs> Call me when you're done. Okay, deal. Uh, number three, I have the acclaimed. Um, I just... If you told me in January that I was going to have the acclaimed on my top five, I don't know how much I would have believed you. Um, and, you know, I've always liked uh, Max Caster's raps going into the ring. They they yeah. seem to be fairly smooth as a tag team. They, they, they mesh really well, him and yeah. Anthony Bowens. But to get over with the whole scissor me and everything else, like, has gone massively over. I think yes. there may only be one other tag team that I feel I would argue more for to oh, to be the AEW Tag Team Champions right now. Um, which I have a feeling you and I both are still yet to talk about this tag team. But, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, but, no, the acclaimed, I, I feel if the other tag team... You're talking team, about the ass boys, right? <laughs> not quite but Guns. and uh but if right. the, the acclaimed there's only one other tag team i think would be more deserving of the aew tag team championship otherwise i understand that they've gone over with the crowd w- really well so tony khan knew what he was doing when he said all right let's give these boys the titles and they yeah i think very much so have earned the number three spot for me all right well let's just roll right into my number two spot with the acclaimed let me tell you something these guys have been one of my favorite teams for so long as soon as they came out and max caster was rapid 
<laughs> back when people were calling it cheesy and nobody wanted to listen to them, I was like telling people to be quiet so I could hear them. I was always entertained. Uh, Bowen's so good, man. These guys are so good in the ring. There's so much charisma. They've got such a connection to the fans. I think when they teamed up with Daddy Gun, it just became bigger than ever. And of course, I mean, Scissor Me Daddy just caught on so huge that now it's like the new Suck It, right? It's the new Absolutely. DX. Um, so, I mean, like, these guys have had an impact outside of the wrestling world, which is crazy that they can tra- transcend into pop culture, like modern, uh, you know, like just sort of regular pop culture like that um, out of the genre. So good for them. The acclaimed are my number two, um, and that definitely leaves number one for me. So I want to hear who your number two is. Um, I, I'll just say FTR is my number two. Uh, it was a toss up for my top two tag teams. I mean, you mentioned your top three. Okay. Uh, them and my number one tag team was a toss up. I went back and forth. And for the longest time I said FTR was my number one tag team. Um, I love the fact that they were holding the three different tag team championship belts. I felt like one of them should have been the AEW tag team titles. Um, What's it going to take, Johnny? What's what else do you need to, to be Johnny Cadillac's <laughs> number one? That's what I want to know at this we'll, point. We'll here. get there. We'll get there. Go but on. like go I on. said, it's okay. I'm going to just go to my number one then right now. Well, actually, go ahead and say your number one, Des. Well, no, it's obviously FTR. Okay, <laughs> now let's hear your number one. Okay, let's hear your number one. My number one is the Usos. Is <laughs> if you told me you were going to tell me if you told me you were going to pull me on live Facebook here in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon when I was playing Max Payne and getting all blasted and you were going to stop me from doing my thing so we could talk about wrestling and you were going to choose the Usos as your number one tag team, I would have said, Johnny, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, they have held the tag team championship the entire year of 2022 and, and then some. And well, what have they Okay, go on. Go on. I mean, I've okay. I mean, they've had they've had a lot of good matches. I feel there have been just about name every, one. Name one good match they had. I mean, I enjoyed even the title. Oh no, let's see. It was one of those matches with RK Bro that I I enjoyed. Like, I okay. mean, a lot of that was RK Bro as well. Um, yeah, okay, then, that's fair. Yeah, then, okay, that's fair. Honestly, at, at Backlash, their six man tag where they teamed with Roman Reigns against RK Bro and Drew McIntyre, I really liked that match too. Okay, but, I haven't counted any multi-man matches outside of actual tags when I was deciding my tag teams, right? Okay. You know what I mean? So let's just say, like, the Usos, man, I will debate you to the end of the moon on this. I think we're going to talk about this in Miami in about a month and a half. Okay. We're going to keep going about this. This might be a thing. Because, I mean, the fact that my top three is number one FTR, number two Acclaimed, and number three Briscoes. Oh, your number one is FTR. Boom. <laughs> but, I mean, like... Oh my gosh, man. Like, I just, man, like, the Usos, though, yes, they're part of a great storyline right now. Yes, they are an amazing tag team. But I just don't know what they've delivered in 2022 that's outside of the legacy of Uso Penitentiary. They did bigger, they've had bigger years, I guess I could say. Okay, that's fair. That is completely fair. And yeah. like I said, sure. in my defense, I went back and forth, left and right, on the Usos and FTR. And you have very adamant are not adamant. You have rightful claims that FTR should be number one for sure. I completely respect and agree with. Well, uh, I can't say completely agree because I ended up putting yeah, the Usos just, as number one. Yeah, yeah. but respect, I get you. I yeah, get you, I, I knew. Cool. I knew funny. we were gonna be kind of going to blows here a little bit. Just with this is good right off the bat. I love that the first list already <laughs> is like 
I just threatened to walk off. I was going to close the laptop. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think in, in the teaser, I said, you know, there's going to be some controversy for sure. And boom, controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I right. almost broke the no swearing clause here. Oh, that was awesome. That All was right. Awesome. Women, let's go ahead and get right to our next list. Um, All right. So for number five, for my top females here, I chose Bianca Belair because I think Bianca has been a standout um, she's been a consistent wrestler. While I'm not completely sold on Bianca as a character, I think they brought her in very early. Um, this year has been very, very good for her. I think she's done a lot. She's been a part of big matches, and she's proven that she can carry that torch in the absence of somebody like Charlotte and Sasha when you need somebody to be a consistent face. Um, so I think that she's a great, good guy. I think Bianca uh, definitely stands out when you talk about female wrestlers. So she's my top five. She's number my number five. All right. Uh, number five. Now it's one night in particular that puts this woman on my on my f- number five list. But then I had to think back to early 2022, where we were just waiting for a new Raw Women's Champion at the time, and we never got it. And then she had her moment at Money in the Bank. But Liv Morgan is my number five. I I think oh. any other year I probably wouldn't have put her in my top five, especially if we're going all wrestling. Um, yeah. but just with, I think 2022 has been the best year of her career. I miss absolutely. It has been anybody who knows me knows how much I miss the riot squad. I'm a huge fan of Ruby Soho. Um, and you know, I, I, I will go to my grave saying it was, it's a shame that the riot squad never got a hold of the women's tag team titles. Um, but I mean, Liv Morgan had to prove why WWE, like, why she was the one member of the Riot Squad left in the company. And she had to do something, and she made the most of it. And I think, to date, 2022 has been the best year of her career. Former SmackDown Women's Champion winning the title the same night she won Money in the Bank. Uh, so, yeah, Liv Morgan, yeah. number five for me. See, I, I want to agree with that there. Liv didn't make my list, but okay. I think it was her best year. But I think that even that just wasn't um as up as it could have been there you know um so uh what is this here yo what's going on you just yo you just crashing uh johnny's show here what's up we're just on oh shout out to taryn (laughs) lee talking to des yeah yeah so uh it's just taryn just calling me here uh tds and uh tds and caddy chat here going on (laughs) yeah but uh yeah all right, cool. Talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs> See you, <Bye>. Taryn. <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought she was doing like an intentional run in here. So I was like, oh, what's this? And then she's she... like, yo, you guys are doing a show. <laughs> okay. I-, I was waiting for her to be like, how dare Johnny Cadillac put the Usos over FTR? <laughs> <laughs> right. She's just listening on her break. Okay. So like I said, the Liv Morgan, um, I don't know if Liv did enough for me with as much as I've been a Liv fan, bro. I've got like, you know, I did the meet and greets with Liv. I paid for the premiere uh, photo and access. Like I'm a big Liv Morgan fan, right? But I just don't know if it delivered the way I think it should have when she finally got the big prize. The way that they booked her um, against Ronda, the whole thing just really didn't. I, I didn't feel like it was a good year for her, even though it was her best year. And so that's why she didn't make my list. Okay, But I mean, more props to you, man. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Number four for me, Mandy Rose. And let me tell you something, okay? Mandy Rose has been top of my list for a very long time. I followed her on Instagram, and I've been a fan of hers for a long time. I can't wait to try the Mandy's Donuts. 
honestly. So this has been something for me that's been bigger than the last five days. Okay. Okay. So Absolutely. anything that's happened in the last five days has just been gravy on the on on the old mashed potatoes for me. Okay. But Mandy Rose has worked harder as a worker in NXT this year. Uh, she's had a breakout uh, title reign that just ended abruptly. Obviously, there's a lot going on there. We're going to be finding out as that develops. But Mandy consistently proved that she is a great wrestler. She takes very good care of herself physically. I think she's great on the microphone. And she's one of the most compelling women wrestlers that I've seen um, in recent memory, at least. So definitely, Mandy was very high up on my list, which means that the race for three is so razor tight with me. So, oh, uh, man. And yeah. honestly, when I put my list together, I said, oh, I should have Mandy Rose on here, too. I just, uh, and again, for the same reason I had the Usos as number one, because she held the NXT Women's Championship up until this last Tuesday the entire yeah. year. And so yeah. I'm a little disappointed in myself for not having her on my top five, but I am I am very glad that you uh, you have her there. Absolutely. She definitely deserves to be mentioned in the show. <laughs> but All right, so number four... For me is Britt Baker. And, okay. Uh, yep. Britt Baker, uh, I think, has had. I mean, she is always at the top of the AEW women's division, and I was I was trying to think of moments that in twenty twenty two that uh, stuck out about her, and where I was trying to pinpoint matches, I was having difficulty because I feel like twenty twenty one might have been an even better year for her, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, but I still. And right at the top of my list, so I said, you know, she's always had good matches, but she was also, and I keep forgetting about the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament, and she won that. Yep. And so yep. that was I, that was kind of what solidified it for me. Let's put Britt Baker number four for Johnny Cadillac's top five women wrestlers. There you go. I mean, Britt Baker's a great choice. I didn't put her on my list, uh, but like I said, we'll talk about why I made my top three here, but I definitely agree with you that Britt Baker is a very amazing a wrestler and did that. She had a great year for sure. Oh. Okay, my number three. My number three, Willow Nightingale. Okay, Willow Nightingale to me had a breakout year in AEW. Um, I first heard about her wrestling up in Edmonton. Um, she's got a very unique look. She's got a very nice bright purple hair. Um, you know, she's a bigger girl and as a bigger wrestler, I definitely uh, just love when people can actually move in the ring and tell a story. Um, you know, because it just, it really connects with me, right? I think about Kevin Owens, sure. um, you know, you think about Dusty, you think about just, you know, like really awesome wrestlers and Willow, man, Willow is just an amazing wrestler. I think I've had a lot of fun watching her matches, uh, very reminiscent of like, uh, sort of like a Bailey or like a Kylie Ray or like a Noe Jose fun, kind of just having fun out there and you can't help but have fun when you're watching her matches. And the fact that she's gone from the Indies right to AEW and has gone and gotten so much TV time, I think is awesome. So congrats to Willow. It really shows that with hard work and talent and that skill, you can go far in this industry. Absolutely, yeah. And I need to kind of have more um, kind of, I'm not going to say exposure, but I definitely want to see more of her. Um, I've been kind of falling behind a lot in AEW. Careful lately. your words there, Johnny. And, sound a little bit. Uh... <laughs> but no, I, I love the fact that I think our women's list, for the most part, are completely different, but I actually love that fact. Yeah. And then, Well, that's exactly it. And that's the thing, is there's so many. Our tag team lists were almost, you know what I mean? There's some pretty obvious, yeah. uh, obvious ones there. But I think with the, yeah, definitely I want to branch out, right? Absolutely. Because I think that's what it is, is we could talk about why these people have had great years, but I wanted to put a real personal spin on why I thought that, you know, these wrestlers were there. Okay. So number yeah. three for me 
uh, despite Reed. despite injury uh, recently, is Becky Lynch. Is uh, okay. and I had to remind myself that you know the start of twenty twenty two she was a champion. Um, she held that title for a long time since SummerSlam of last year, and I mean she, I mean she, day one. I think my favorite match of day one was that match with her and Liv Morgan. Of course, that was more of the Liv Morgan story, and there was just so much of me that stuck out about Becky Lynch, despite the fact that she was you know most recently she was gone for a while. Uh, but yeah. I felt like I couldn't have a top five list without putting her on there, and I felt number three would be a good spot for her. I think Becky Lynch is an awful human being, and I could never put her on a top five list of my own, but I think that's cool you did it. And you All right. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number two for me, Thunder Rosa. Okay? I think Thunder Rosa has been one of the breakout stars of AEW that I've watched in recent pro wrestling. If I have to put a big like bubble over pro wrestling and say pick five women, I think Thunder Rosa definitely rises near the top for me. Um She's awesome. She looks like she has a lot of fun in the ring and looks like she's very, very knowledgeable what she's doing. Um, and I'm just really upset that she's out right now. She obviously was the champion, you know, and uh, and has been sitting out there. They stripped her of the title. And when she comes back, she's going to take that title back and it's going to be her division again. So I'm looking very, very forward to that. And uh, yeah, number two right there, Thunder Rosa. Well, so I'm hearing rumor and I don't want to, you know, elaborate any more on what I think. But I've, I've heard enough rumor that she might be done with AEW. I hope it's oh, not what? true, but I Man, mean, when when all of a sudden when Jamie Hader became women's champion, they said, "Oh, she's the women's champion, not the interim champion anymore." So they said, right. "Oh, that's an- another indicator." But I said, "No, like, so Thunder Rosa's not on my list." She, I thought about it for sure. I thought about putting her on there, um, but you know, that's okay. We're disagreeing a lot, and I was gonna, I was hoping she was your number one. Oh man. Okay, but. Number two, though, stemming off of Thunder Rosa, is I have Tony Storm as number two. Okay, good, because I was worried that you, you thought it was just a WWE list this whole no, day. No, no, I mean, I had Britt Baker <laughs> on there, too. <laughs> I know, but, yeah, no, Tony Storm, I thought, uh, was, I mean, there were still matches where, like, oh, man, these could have been better. But I think, you know, she had the good matches with Thunder Rosa before Thunder Rosa's injury. And when okay. Thunder Rosa did have to step down, I said, okay, they need to put that title on Tony Storm. And they did. And she's shown why. Yeah. And she was a fighting champion. And then when she, even when she lost, what really made her stick out to me in 2022 was the match she lost at this most recent AEW pay-per-view when she lost to Jamie Hayter. And just everything they had to do before Tony Storm was finally pinned is what made Tony Storm shine to me more than anything else. So number two, okay. Johnny Cadillac's list, Tony Storm. Tony Storm, I don't know. I don't think Tony Storm has done anything of note. I think she was just sort of like the right in a, in the right place at the right time. I okay. think it was Tony Storm. Okay, uh, number one for me. Okay, number one with the gun. The top five female list here. Old Desi Boys pick for number one female of this year. Okay, and this was this was close. My honorable mention for number one is Alexa Bliss. I'll say that right now. Okay, it was very very close. Okay, so. You might even call Alexa my unofficial number two. But my number one pick for the female of the year is Bailey. Okay? Okay. Bailey came back with such a presence, with such a return, that was like from day one, okay, watching Bailey wrestle was always great. The Bailey to belly, watching her rise at NXT, the everything she had about her, she had such a grip with the fans. It was so good to have that role model for the kids out there who could perform so well, you know, just beautiful person inside and out. 
So when Bailey came back and just been tearing it up as a heel, as the leader of a faction, I think it's awesome. Damage control is doing great things under her. Yes. She's an she's an obvious leader. So number one female for me, Bailey. And I want to hear yours. I've got to hear this. So um, I huge shout out to Bailey, and I thought about putting her on my list. Uh, the, I think mainly the reason why, because I actually I really enjoy I love damage control. Putting that out there. Um, and I would put her as an honorable mention, as you mentioned with Alexa Bliss. Number one, I think, is the only women, woman that you and I both have on our list, though. But for me, number one, Bianca Belair. Wow. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, winning the title at WrestleMania, there are so many matches she had, especially with Bailey, where I felt like just match of the night, at least contender in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's held the title since WrestleMania. Uh, just there's been so much shining about her in 2022 that she is my woman wrestler of the year. Wow, good good choice, man. Good choice. There you go. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. <laughs> I'm not. Rolling I guess at this, at this point, I'm just used to you being angry at me. But you're like, all right. I don't like Becky no, Lynch. I like it. Tony Storm. Hey, man, no, like but yes. Kudos on Bianca. <laughs> yeah. No. Honestly, Bianca. Like I said, she was my top five. She's very accomplished. She had a great year. And there's nothing I can say about that. You know, like she made my list too. So it's a different order, obviously. I think yeah. that there were, you know, more in there. But I definitely made my list based more on my personal preference than I did anything else. Yeah. I think accomplishment-wise, Bianca had one of the most stellar years of any woman in any organization. Okay. And that was for me too, is I had to try to use my own personal bias for like wrestlers I like and don't like. And I had to put those aside um, because I was like, okay, let's look at 2022 as a whole. I'm going to let you know right now that I went back and forth and I, I've never been a big fan of him, but, um, honorable mention for me, I don't even have him on my honorable mention list I'm looking at, but I do think Bobby Lashley had a pretty decent year and he's one mm -hmm. of those that I, I've never liked. I've never liked Bobby Lashley. Uh, I've never liked him either, and that's why I didn't even want to mention him in the show because I never thought about him. And, but you know I mean, he sure like, had a good year. But, he's he's I mean, been he's been a staple in WWE, and I can't ignore that. So, but he is not on my top five. No worries there. <laughs> well, there we go. Bobby Lashley getting a shout out here on Cab Chat. There you go. Thank you for watching, Bobby Lashley, because you know clearly you are. So. Yeah, or this listening. He's pandering to people he knows watching. <laughs> Bobby Lashley. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. I will go ahead. Let me. I'll start off my list this time for male yeah, superstars. Man. Let's do. I'll. I'll give my number five, and I had him on the list from the get go. I. You're gonna be disappointed in me for saying that. Uh, I. Part of me. I didn't think about it until a recent episode of his podcast, where it was specifically talking about 
all the matches he did have, every single match he had in 2022. Chris Jericho is my number five. Um, and then I, when I was listening to that, I said, oh, yeah, this match. And and uh, just especially with what he did with the Ring of Honor Championship in most recent memory, and even to this last Wednesday where he was willing to do a job for, frankly, an up-and-coming star, I, I thought just the storytelling, because that's what he's focused on so much, making himself relevant at now 52 and knowing that you know he can't be winning every time, but he's going to do his best for telling the best story in a match and still putting on good matches too. I cannot ignore that. Chris Jericho, number five for me. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. I'll start this off right now by qualifying this. Chris Jericho is not on my list okay. because I feel like Chris Jericho has, has preceded all lists. Okay. Chris Jericho is not on my list because Chris Jericho is the list. Okay. okay? He is not the rolling wheels. He is the highway. That is what I feel. That's my fine. top, my number five, my number five male wrestler of the year, 2022, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. He made the list. All right. He made the list because, again, this man has consistently entertained me. He's consistently proven that he is not only willing to do the work, but that he can connect to an audience and bring in a cross-section of casual and non-viewing wrestling fans. Right? Yeah. So this guy's transcended that, that thing of TikTok and YouTube or whatever, and he's bringing that in. He's bringing WWE with him wherever he goes. Good or bad, if you love that or not, I don't care. Okay, He's very polarizing, obviously, just like The Miz was, right? People who come in from other places. But nobody outside of The Miz, I'd say, has come in with such tenacity as Logan Paul has. Him and his brother are tearing it up all over. I don't know enough about Jake, but I'm talking about Logan specifically, saying that his impact in WWE has been phenomenal. The matches he's done, the performance he's done, and the connection of the crowd with me that he's had has been awesome. So he's easily my number my number two WWE guy on my list. There's oh. five wrestlers here. Two of them are WWE, and one of them is Logan Paul. That says something, WWE. That most definitely That's- does. I have a, list, a whole list of honorable mentions, but um, I do not have Logan Paul on my list. I completely respect him being on your list, and I do have something to say about him later on. So okay. there's a the little bit of teaser there. Number four for me, and I, I didn't think I would do this, but I was looking at some key matches and just the amount of stepping up he's done in 2022 is Finn Balor. And uh, wow. I, I, I didn't, like, even yesterday, I probably wouldn't have thought of putting Finn Balor on my list. But then I was yeah. looking at... You know, he was he started off and he went back to NXT to you know go and make himself more relevant, doing the Drew McIntyre yeah. approach. Uh, which, by the way, I thought I'm a little upset with myself, and I still don't think I'd have him on my top five to be honest. But I do want to give a shout out to Matt Cardona for the same reason, and because uh, he talk about somebody who's made himself super relevant in the the Indies since being out of WWE. Of course, that was in 2021 that he was let go. But I think Matt Cardona has made the most of 2022. So shout out to Matt Cardona. But yeah, yeah, Finn Balor, and then, and then even still, when he he came back on the the main roster and he was on SmackDown for a while, goes to Raw, and he's always good. I I know we've talked about on the cold start your your beef with how he sets up for the coup de gras and the scooting. Mm -hmm. Um, I get that, but just he he was. I felt like he was always good. Put on good matches. 
but they yeah. just didn't know what to do with him. And then putting him in the Judgment Day, I feel he has been the the shining star of the Judgment Day. He's always that yeah. number one person to put in their matches. Aside from Rhea, aside so, from Rhea Ripley. Yeah, <laughs> but give it up so, for Mommy. Absolutely. Oh man, and we all know I'm a big Rhea Ripley fan. So yes. Um, that has not changed. Even though she wasn't on my top five list, I'm sad that she was hurt for a lot of the year. But yeah. So yeah, number four for me, Finn Balor. Go ahead, number four, Des. All right, Gian Moxley for me. John Moxley is my number four of the year. Uh, not only did he carry the company with the title, uh, but he's just been again when he was supposed to be on time off after everything blew up with CM Punk, uh, he came back and held the interim championship. And he's been showing again and again and again with his promos. There were like two stand-up promos he did after the Punk incident, after All Out, where he showed that he is not only a locker room leader, but he's just a great talker. He's got very, very good charisma and connection with the people, with myself. Man, John Moxley, I didn't like Dean Ambrose, right? I barely okay. liked Dean Ambrose. Couldn't get a hold of him. I couldn't get a read on him. But John Moxley just screams at me. and me to my core. So... Again, with my top three, they're razor thin. John Moxie's my number four. I love it. I love it. Number three for me, I keep forgetting that I'm leading this list this time. And to me, character-wise and what he's done to step up just with storyline is what puts him on my top five. Um, I did not like the fact that he lost his WrestleMania match. I hated the fact that he was booked in the WrestleMania match he was because I knew he would lose, and I was against it, but he said it was the best match of his career, the most fun he had. And I've I've heard even Shane Helms, Gregory Helms himself, say top wrestler in WWE today when it comes to just the entertainment. Sami Zayn is my number three. I love what he's doing with the bloodline. I've always been a Sami Zayn fan, so there is a little bit of bias in yeah. there. But I feel like yeah. just... Making himself relevant in big stage, big story, WWE, 2022 has been the best year for him doing just that. Yeah, Sami Zayn is great, man. I met Sami Zayn at Survivor Series 2016. And let me tell you something, man. Awesome guy, man. Awesome guy. 2018? 2018. Oh, okay. So, uh, number three yeah. for you? Number three for me, man. Big Daddy Wardlow, man. Give me some <laughs> yes. of that for Daddy, okay? Let me tell you something. Wardlow has been at the top of my AEW list for so long that this year finally has been so big for him going solo and being his own guy, getting his finally his AEW contract, and he's just been going nuts. His stuff with, with Samoa Joe as War Joe, everything he's been doing has been great, and just the Powerbomb Symphonies, the guy just gets me going. I cannot wait to be on the Jericho Cruise, stuck on a boat with that guy where he's not going to be able to escape me. I love it. <laughs> All right, number two for me, and I, um, I will guarantee you probably do not have on your list at all, nor I don't know how much you would follow the work he's done, but number two for me, from Impact Wrestling, Josh Alexander, the Impact yes. World Champion right now, number two, I mean, he, I think at the start of the year, Moose was still the champion, he eventually, that story of where he was climbing back, going through everyone, every obstacle in his way with Jonah and so many others just to, instead of just challenging Moose right away and to yeah. earn that spot back. And then he wins the championship and has been a defending champion and has had amazing match after amazing match after amazing match defending the title. Uh, recently on an episode of Impact, I haven't seen it for myself. I've seen highlights. 
I've seen clips, but he had a match with Mike Bailey from the X Division, and they went 20 seconds short of one hour in that title defense. I didn't see it, but I heard it was amazing. And oh man, I need to go back and watch it. Uh, my the usual Facebook producer of this podcast, Ryan Johnson, I think he did see the match and he was telling me great things about it. Um, so right up there with the Briscoes FTR dog collar match, that's the other match I need to go back and watch is uh, Josh Alexander and Mike Bailey. But yes, Josh Alexander, number two on Johnny Cadillac's list for 2022. Josh Alexander, the walking weapon, is a great number two, honestly. I've been following him for a long time. Um, and the, the year he's had, like you said, is amazing, right? After coming back, after leaving, after taking the hiatus, spending time with his family, and sort of taking stock of his life, to come back and have the, the literal impact that he's had, definitely Josh Alexander is a great choice for you, man. Thank you. My number two, Dax Harwood. This guy, man. Okay. Dax Harwood. Let me tell you something, okay? Wow, I have not been so entertained by a wrestler in AEW that I have by Dax Harwood all year consistently. Whether it be in tags, multi-matches, singles matches, singles matches against his partner and best oh, friend. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Let me tell you, Dax, man, just bleeds and lives and breathes pro wrestling. And that is exactly why he is my wrestler of the year. Dax Harwood right there. He's my number two male, but he is my wrestler of the year. And I'll, th- my number one choice will tell you why that Dax is my number one wrestler of the year. Because Dax has wrestled the most and has had the most matches that are consistent. But my number one choice will be revealed in a second. All right. Wait, when you said that, it almost makes me want to change my AEW match of the year. Because I, I was telling you when we were getting ready for this, I, 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 I feel like my match of the year... Wouldn't it be anyone's AEW match of the year? And so I'm sure you'll disagree with me and so many others will. I just remember watching, I've only watched it once. I watched it live and being entertained and we'll get to that. But if I could go back, I might, I, I'm going to stick to what I wrote. But Dax yeah. Hardwood and Cash Wheeler in that Owen Hart qualifying tournament match was, oh my goodness, that was amazing. So um, yeah. that's definitely that's contender That's actually the tie for my honorable mention match of the year, AEW. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. number one for me, and as a man you've had on your list, for the same reasons you had on your list, for, number one for me, John Moxley. I was going to say Logan Paul. No, no, John Moxley, um, and I, I felt a little weird, but I, I can't help but to think, you know, CM Punk won the title at All Out, and John Moxley was ready for a vacation, just take a break yeah. from the ring a little bit, and then... Of course, we we all know about the snafu between CM Punk and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And then Tony Khan says, hey, uh, I just suspended all these people. Can you uh, stick around? And and then they put the title back on Moxley. And he and I never saw any complaint. He, he was like, yeah, I was wanting time off. But, you know, business came first and uh, they needed me. So I yeah. showed up. And so I, I, I had to put Moxley as number one for the, those reasons. He's a company man. He's a great choice. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Are we ready? We're ready. For number one. Number one. Who else is it going to be? Who else is it going to be but Bray Wyatt? Who else could be my number one male wrestler of the year? <laughs> but my favorite pro wrestler, Bray Wyatt. The, the year this man has had, personally, has been incredible. The return this man had so late in the year and the impact and resonance he's had with the fans... I don't even have to explain why Bray Wyatt's my number one. Okay. 
All right. Great one. It's crazy to me because it's been it's been a roller coaster of a year for him for sure. But I was like, I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he hasn't actually had any matches in 2022 yet, has he? And this is why Dax is my wrestler of the year. Okay. Right? Okay. Yep. But Bray Wyatt is my top male, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like and he, and he had... knows. And from the get-go, right away, he drew the crowd with him. Um, arguably. Oh, incredibly. The... Incre- just by showing up with a lantern wearing a mask. Yeah. Like, literally. He had the whole world in his hands again, right off the get. And, I mean, shout out to Triple H. I did a whole podcast where I just talked about how much I've loved WWE all the more since Triple H took over. And, yeah. you know, he had rehire after rehire after rehire, and I loved it. And Bray Wyatt, for He's anybody... is doing the stuff that Vince did. It's the, it's the hardest yeah. thing. But Bray Wyatt had to be at the top of that list for, like, the excitement of people of one of the, those names that did get to come back to the company and do things right in WWE, so... Dude, that I could watch that again and 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 just still get goosebumps about just the theatrics, the way they're bringing him in, the way they're letting him just run. Man, if there was ever a mind in pro wrestling to just let them go and have fun with, it's it's Bray Wyatt. People can talk about the ring work and, and whatever else and maybe his shape or whatever, but that guy can tell a story and he captivates audiences. And to me... That's ninety percent of it. Yeah. Okay. That no disagreement from me. I didn't have him <laughs> as my number one or on my list, but I respect you for doing that. And uh, all right, scroll down. All right, uh, we're running a little short on time, but we definitely need to talk about matches of the year. And I, I, I mentioned you said you had an AEW honorable mention. I just had an honorable mention in general, just one match. Oh, cool. Um, but then I guess if I did have an AEW mention, uh, honorable mention, it would be Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, as I stated before. So I will go ahead and then say that AEW match of the year for me, and again, probably not a number one on anybody's list, but I remember enjoying it so much when I watched it live was to crown yeah. the AEW trios champions uh Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks the Elite against Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page. So many variables into that match, so much entertainment for me. AEW yeah. match of the year for me is what is that one there. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh again, super good choice for that man. Thank really? You. I didn't even think about that one, but uh that was a banger for sure. So many choices with this one, right? With oh absolutely with AEW uh with match. For my honorable mention uh, for AEW, I said Jericho versus Brian Danielson, just their rivalry in general. Okay. Um, the matches they put on were so good that they were just clinics in pro wrestling that you could just watch them and love them. Uh, but for my best AEW match that I chose, Swerving Our Glory versus The Acclaimed at All Out. This was when The Acclaimed lost. Back when they should have pulled the trigger and yeah. Acclaimed should have won. That match was so loud. That was The Acclaimed's the crowning. Yeah, of the, of the unofficial crowning of the acclaimed when they were so over with that crowd. I wish they made that audible, man. But I was so entertained. It was my AEW match of the year. I, I love how both of us have a match from All Out as match of the year for AEW. That's incredible. That's shows. It was the show of the year. It was the show of the year. Ha- yeah, most definitely. And if you, I mean, we just gave two solid reasons right there on why. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so for WWE match of the year, honorable mention for me. I mentioned you mentioned a certain somebody's name earlier, and I said I'd talk about him later on. Honorable mention for me, contender of match of the year for sure, 
Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, Crown Jewel. Everything about that match. I, I knew from the get-go, I said, okay, Roman Reigns is going to win this match, but let's see how Logan Paul can impress us. And there were times where I said, oh my goodness, are they going to actually put the title on Logan Paul in his third match? The story they told, I mean, I it got a little frustrating when they started to have everyone, the Usos coming in, and then yeah. Jake Paul coming in, and then Solo Sokoa. But the match up until that point, and even after with the spear afterwards, Honorable mention for me, for sure, Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. Did you have a nice. you have an honorable mention as well for WWE then? I do. Stone okay. Cold versus Kevin Owens. WrestleMania I love for it. me. I love it. Is my honorable mention. It was, it was going to be my number one, honestly. Uh, but it, my number one was chosen for a very big reason. You'll see, you'll tell, you'll see why in a bit. Okay. Stone Cold, Kevin Owens, amazing. Those guys told the story, and Stone Cold went way above and beyond what he could have and should have done for that one. So yeah, and it, and it made Austin happy too. He was so adamant that he, like, just like how Shawn Michaels always was, that he was done. He wanted to be done after that match with The Rock, and then he was willing to put on. And then he said, "Hey, it's been 19 years since I've been gone." But let me show you how, that I can still do it. And, yeah, I love yeah. that match. Um, yeah. From that night, though, my number one, my my match of the year is Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins from WrestleMania, followed closely by their Hell in a Cell match for a different reason. Um, just there's so much. And they had that match at Backlash, too. I felt like, to me, I felt their match at Backlash was this, just them trying to be better than their WrestleMania match. And when yeah. you see them working too hard for that kind of goal, it falls off for me. And that's what I felt they did. But their, just their original match at WrestleMania, match of the year, and then the Hell in a Cell they had, the fact that, you know, um, with Cody Rhodes having that torn pec and just that massive nasty bruise he had and still going through a 45-minute match where he came out on top and then the story of how that injury was setting him back, but he was still able to compete. So it was an honorable mention again, but... Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Oh, my pick for <laughs> number right. one. For number one, with with that WrestleMania match being just behind because of the pop that Rollins uh, that that Cody got in the beginning with his entrance. Okay, but I picked the Hell in a Cell match to be my number one because of the story they told, because of the heart that it took Cody to do that. The only thing, the only thing I would have changed about that match is that I think Seth should have beat him in the end because as much heart as you got come on you're playing with one wing here buddy you know yeah it should have totally been the heart of cody gets him 40 minutes in but he does ultimately lose to seth rollins yeah so i think that was my pick for the most entertaining match of wwe's year and to me i i don't feel that cody Rhodes should have went 3-0 in that rivalry looking right. back i'm okay with him winning and i think the, the rumors are rampant that when cody Rhodes returns and we've talked about this on the cold start that they're looking into possibly resuming the Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins rivalry um, for so the maybe, title when Cody wins the Rumble and then the championship and then defends it against. Rollins. Okay, I was to say so maybe Rollins gets a win somewhere along the way to come, uh, but yes, I I can't look at and it was weird because we you know we didn't have I couldn't put Cody Rhodes on my top five because you know he's been injured for so long but like I still love the matches he did in WWE. Um, he had the so biggest moment of the and, year, honestly. We oh, should have chosen the best moment of the year because that was huge as return. Absolutely. So yeah. I am getting a little pressed for time, uh, but yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed man. today's episode. Des, do you have any closing thoughts of today's discussions? 
Honestly, I think we're all happy because we're wrestling fans. We're in a renaissance right now. Wherever you look, there's pro wrestling, and it's great. So support it locally if you can. If you're listening to this, wherever you are, check us out on Taryn and Dez Show. Uh, check me out on Totally Arctic Wrestling, Desiree Comedy. Thank you so much, Johnny, for having me on Caddy Chat. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Des, for coming on. It's a fun 2022, great wrestling year, I'd say, ultimately. as we uh, And I loved, honestly, above all else, how much we disagreed today. And the fact that yeah. we kind of agreed in the end is still throwing me off guard. But, yeah, special shout-out. Yeah, out. we come to the same match, right? That's yeah, funny. absolutely. So we end on a high note with us. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Des, for coming on today. Big shout-out to uh, my fill-in Facebook producer today, Spencer Westerholt, coming in and helping us out with uh, making sure everything thank looking you, good on Facebook Live. And got a shout-out from Des there as well. Uh, shout-out again to the guy who's been running a Facebook Live up until this point, just about every episode, Ryan Johnson. And yeah, so Ryan. much so much work he's done just helping me out, especially on social media with getting the word out there. So I want to make sure that those two have a little bit of a spotlight. And thank you, Des, for backing me up on that spotlight for both Spencer and Ryan. Absolutely, there. man. Hey, Spencer and Ryan there. They're the fucking engine behind the train here keeping you going. And Absolutely. there's a little bleep for you right at the end there, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no worries from me. Well, Des, thanks again for coming on. That was, that was such a fun. I always enjoy talking to you. Um, shout fun. out to the Cold Start podcast as well. We are coming yes. back at some point on Facebook Live, probably leading into the Royal Rumble with yes, Royal, Rumble, Royal Rumble preview and then a review. Absolutely. So it was, it's been a fun conversation. Thanks for coming on again today, Des. Awesome. Thanks for having me, brother. Absolutely. 2022, a great wrestling year. Thank you for watching Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. I'm the host, Johnny Cadillac. And until next time, we will see you then. Have a good one, everybody.